Good morning, everyone. Today we find ourselves in Genesis chapter 31. The section is titled, Jacob Leaves Secretly for Canaan. So Jacob is finally getting to the point where he says he needs to, to leave to go back to his father's homeland. And it's a very dysfunctional scenario. Um, the Lord does speak to Jacob and say, you know, this is what I want you to do. And probably my favorite part that I like is after he explains to Laban's daughters, his wives, that they need to go. And they say to Jacob in verse 16, do whatever God has said to you. And I think that was really good. You know, Jacob shared a testimony about how God was moving to get them to leave and how God had known that Jacob had been treated unfairly for many years by Laban. And Jacob explains this. And, you know, uh, I'm glad the loyalties of Rachel and Leah were with Jacob because they heard the testimony and they said, if God's told you to go, then let's go. And, um, you know, again, back to marriage, leave your father and mother and cleave to your, your wife, cleave to your husband, and the two shall become one flesh. And here they are responding to God, responding to Jacob and going together. That's good. Um, sadly, though, we see a bunch of dysfunction in this family, and it's been going on forever. What I mean by dysfunction right now is I mean between the father-in-law Laban and Jacob. I mean, here Jacob has his wages have changed 10 times and he has manipulated Jacob that is a situation in order to help his cattle more cattle be his based on the striped and spotted, although it appears that God was involved or somehow allowed for Jacob to be blessed and in fact, you know, because of the blessing on Jacob, Laban Laban's possessions and herds and all that have been blessed all these years because God wanted to bless Abraham's family and bless Jacob. But there's just a, a dysfunction and a lack of trust and a deceit that has been part of this family dynamic since the beginning. Um, they don't trust one another. They don't do right by one another. They don't, they don't do what's honorable and right. And when you have that situation, you'll have people acting on their own. And maybe it's because of the fact that I'm going to be focusing on marriage today. But dysfunction breeds dysfunction. I, I can remember you know, counseling people over the years that are in marriage. And like uh, someone might hold back money or pocket money or hide money. And because they're not one flesh. And because they don't trust one another and maybe husband or wife wants to buy something and they don't think the other husband or wife would approve. So they begin to stash money away so that they can do what they want and not have accountability from the other one because why? They don't trust that there'll be one and they don't trust the other's opinion. They don't necessarily want to go through the effort of honoring or agreeing. So they begin to do what they want to do. And and the excuse might be, you know what, my husband or wife is dysfunctional and trying to deal with this to be one with them would be so complicated and difficult. Therefore, I'm going to do 
do it my own way and I'm going to hide this money or do something deceitful behind my husband or wife because it's just going to be easier. Um, and, you know, in some ways it's wrong, but in some ways I sympathize with it. And l- let me let me explain. I'm not justifying the behavior. I'm just saying that dysfunction breeds dysfunction. When when you are in a relationship, whether it be a boss employee, whether it be husband wife, whether it be here father in law mother in law, when someone's behaving dysfunctionally and you can't, you feel like you can't trust someone else's behavior, then a lot of times someone will do something on the other side that's dysfunctional, so that they can either get what they want or avoid dealing with the person who's dysfunctional. So you have dysfunction on both sides. And that's what we have here with Jacob and Laban. I mean, how should this have gone? This should have gone that, hey, Jacob helps Laban for a period of time. They work together. They love one another. They're all part of the same family. I mean, Jacob's the father or the husband of his daughters. And eventually Jacob just goes to Laban and says, hey, it's time for me to go. And Laban says, you know what? I understand you know, you, you, you are supposed to leave your father and mother, by the way, and be joined to your wives and let me bless you. I want to make sure you're blessed on the way out. You've blessed me. Um, Hey, let's, let's, uh, we look forward to getting together on the holidays, right? And let me bless you on the way out. And, And they just get along and everything's great. You know, they, they try to seek oneness. They try to seek unity within their family, but because they didn't think they would agree or they didn't think they would treat each other fairly, they go through all this deceit or Jacob slips out of town. And, you know, Laban tries to cover at the end of this story in chapter 31, oh, I, I would have sent you out with tambourines and all that. And Jacob's like probably thinking, yeah, right. You know what I mean? You could have sent me out of here a long time ago. So what am I saying? You know, like what what should be the result of this in our own relationships in order to not have this dysfunction that breeds dysfunction, well, I think it's hard work. It, it, it shouldn't be as hard as it is because if we both are seeking to honor the Lord and we're seeking to be one flesh, we should be able to sit down with our loved ones and say, hey, can let's work this out. I want to seek to be one. I don't want to do anything you know, hidden or deceitful, and we shouldn't. We should seek for oneness. Um, And it's sad when someone feels like they just can't or it's not worth the effort or it's just going to be too difficult. But if you don't put the effort in, you're just going to live in dysfunction for the rest of your life. And that's a sad state of affairs, and that's basically what we have here between Laban and Jacob. So I think it's hard work to seek oneness and not do anything deceitfully and honor one another. It's hard at first because you might have to fight through some things in order to get with to get towards oneness with your your boss, your family or your wife or husband, but it's actually a whole lot harder to live your entire life ununified. And I encourage husbands, wives, and whoever is in relationship with each other where there's a mark of dysfunction that you sit down, seek the Lord, pray, and 
agree to work together in oneness and not dishonor one another, but honor one another and get to the point where actually life gets better and life gets easier because of the fact that you're working together with the Lord's help to be one. So that would be what would be honorable, right? I mean, if Jacob and Laban would have a long time ago dealt with their dysfunction and got on the same page, and it's possible, you know, all things are possible with God when both people are seeking God. Um, so I, I say, let's go through the effort of being one with our loved ones and uh, not being in division and deceit like we see here with Jacob and Laban. So we will pick it up in chapter 32 because now Jacob's going to have to deal with another dysfunction from his past, Esau. And, you know, all that they endured. And I think we're going to see a little bit better outcome here for a season between Jacob and Esau. God bless you all.